Babies are great. Get a baby. Steal a baby. Go find yourself a baby. Uh, make sure it's a cute one. Not all of them are cute, to be honest. I got a good one. Welcome to episode 149. I'm Nick. I'm here with Paul. Hello. And Blake. Hey. Uh, 149 of Front Seat Gamer. I should mention uh, what this is. I usually do that. This time, I thought I'd skip past it. What did you say? I didn't even I, th- I think I, I didn't just, even I just said episode 149. And then I was like, I'm here with Paul and, and Blake. <laughs> uh, people will be like, what podcast? Yeah. I feel like I've got my podcast on shuffle. I have yeah. no idea which one this <laughs> Has is. Has anybody ever listened to a podcast by surprise? Like, so Spotify does have that uh, just your episodes thing really? that will just have yeah. podcasts in it. So you could totally go into something not knowing. What oh, yeah. interesting. Well, uh, and I'm is, sure, like, welcome would... to this American life. I'm host <laughs> Ira Glass. Uh, <laughs> uh, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. 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 How are you doing? Um, well, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is a podcast about video games and usually uh we spend like half the podcast not talking about video games i thought yeah. for a change let's talk about video games straight up straight oh, up front man you're breaking the formula <laughs> <laughs> the, that for, that hard orange formula that yeah. we've accidentally We've stumbled crafted into. that over years of um it really has been years yeah. 149 and yeah. we only do the episodes if we're lucky every two weeks yeah yeah oh, i'm pretty sure this is episode three uh <laughs> i can see how you might see that yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> I have some bad news for you. This is, uh, you were not in the middle of the season. <laughs> um, you're, you're really much, you're very much the poochie of, of, <laughs> oh, no. of, of <laughs> <laughs> you're better liked than poochie. <laughs> um, so games, you guys been playing stuff? Yeah. Good. Good. Blake. I've not been, man. Yeah. I've, I wanted I've... to, wanted to make it known. Go ahead. All right, so I guess we'll start with me because I've barely got anything to say. But um, I I took a break from um, from uh, Elden, Elden Ring, mm. uh, and I started playing Stellaris a whole bunch again. Again, that game has changed. So I think we talked about it this a little bit. Mm. I, that game has changed so much that I tried to play it again and couldn't. Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> lot. Uh, the it hasn't changed too much since the last last time I played. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all, but yeah, all the you know all the city stuff is all the planet stuff is like completely different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, also, resources, even the core resources. Oh yeah, actually, different. yeah. There's there's different core resources. Like, there's different there's different resources now that that you can like generate on a planet that are required yeah. for like building ships and yes. and things. Like, yeah, it is. It is. F- fundamentally a different game it, it definitely has that um you know that kind of resource uh what would you call it like re- pipeline yeah resource pipeline thing that i like in those this like, becomes a games. becomes b becomes c becomes yeah d, yeah becomes yeah e, and, you need and then you start you start running out of one thing and you're like okay well i need i need to like increase yeah increase this resource as yeah. well as like the lot the, the the resource i'm actually running out of because yeah. if i build more of the thing that makes you know this end resource it's going to take away from the the base resource yep. and yeah. that base resource is used for like multiple things. Yeah. You know, I so do you, really like that in games. Yeah. It, it's great. Like you can, I, I do like how, um, 
you can just be like panic and go, oh, I'm running out of this resource. So you build a bunch of factories mm. on, on planets that would make this resource. But then you tank the another resource yep. because of it. And then you get this like crazy cascade of like resource failures yeah. across your whole <laughs> empire. And you're like, oh my God, it's all falling apart. <laughs> I like that too. Uh, but I have two caveats. Here. Yeah. One is I like that too in a, in a new system, not a system I had previously learned that yeah. didn't have this. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's just me being a cantankerous old man. Yeah. Um, and then two, uh, I like that in a system where the base resources have a use and and the pipeline is introduced slowly. And for Stellaris, that pipeline is introduced like really rapidly. Yeah. And it's like you need uh, like a third tier resource to mm. do anything and you 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 kind of yeah I know. spend your first few minutes the game just working out to get to yeah. that third tier and i i get it like that, that game like that game if you started playing that from like, and never have played it like before yeah you just if you were just like i'm just gonna try it and buy it and then buy all the dlcs with it oh yeah you know, so it's like you know 200 <laughs> bucks or something yeah. at, at this point if you started playing that it would be like mind-boggling you'd open it up and you'd be like you would spend like an hour with the whole game paused just trying to figure out like what you actually needed to yeah do. and the tutorial is yeah, woefully uh yeah it's woefully yeah. short but that's also uh that's also like um crusader kings because i during mm. during uh the christmas holidays or actually during lockdown last year towards the end of the year um i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna play like a new crusader kings came out and I was like, I'm going to actually, like, try to learn this game. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, it is this, like, to me, it was like this just impenetrable uh, Excel spreadsheet <laughs> of a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I was really, I was really wanting to, to well, get into it. You wanted it. to get into it. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to yeah. get into it. You want to be one of the cool kids who loves the, Cru yeah. Crusader Kings. Yeah. They hang out by the train station smoking and yeah. Talk, talking, talking about King Louis the Fourth. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, I try to get those airs going. Yeah. Oh, man. It's all about the airs. Yeah. All about those airs. Yep. Um, but yeah, I did the same thing where the first uh, two, maybe even three hours uh, was just figuring out <laughs> how to play the game before I'd even like... Yeah. Basically unpaused the, like, before it even started the game. Yeah. You know, like, I had to study for, for three hours yep. to, to play this game. Yeah. That and it was great. <laughs> and did you get to it at the point where you were enjoying it? Yep. Yep. I got, dude, I, I wish I'd, um, wish I'd, we'd been able to talk about it, like, at the time, um, because I was so into it and, like, I was so, like, I was so into, like, um, you know, spreading my my house far and wide. <laughs> is this a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so you just there was there was one generation I had where I just had so many granddaughters, <laughs> and uh, I just like real Walter Frey, aren't you? I just scatter shotted them across, oh, across all of Europe, marrying uh -huh. the highest people I could find. I was like, no, because normally I'd be like, oh, really careful with like who am I, you know, marrying people off to because they form alliances and stuff like this. But I had so yeah. many granddaughters in this in this generation i was like screw it i'm just gonna shotgun yeah. europe <laughs> with the granddaughters and um and then like you know i'd forgotten about it and the generations had gone by and like that original guy had died and i'd gone on like several times yeah and then i looked at the you can you can view the the map uh in different um 
I guess, modes. So you can see like your empire. You can yep. see like yeah, um, like kind of filters. Yeah, yeah filters. Mm-hmm. And one of them is um, dynasty. Mm-hmm. And so I switched it on that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, my empire is all like my dynasty. And then in Europe, there's like all these splotches mm. of like my <laughs> dynasty, and I'm like, whoa, where did these come from? Ah. And it was like the the descendants of those like scattershot granddaughters had eventually yeah. come into ruling positions yeah. in all yeah. these different countries and i was like oh my god this is amazing yeah yeah your seed is strong yep <laughs> yeah it's pretty great it's pretty great uh so what you been playing uh i haven't been playing that uh, <laughs> but that's a game um, I, I really want to get back to it's like a, yep. game, a game where for my, my biggest goal in that was to get an actual empire because there are different stages of um, of empire, I guess, where it's like you can start off as just a petty king, and then there's yeah. like a kingdom, and then there's like uh, is a petty king one who's just like yeah, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, he's just real petty, <laughs> so petty. Just every I'm gonna tax thing. them because I can. Yeah. Um, and then the the one above that that like rules several kingdoms is an emperor, and mm. I was playing as these like Viking guys. And AKA their, the Vikings. their type, yeah, these Vikings, mm-hmm. uh, and their type of, um, uh, what, what's it called when you pass the crown to someone? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> succession? Succession, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their type of succession was basically you just divvy up the empire amongst all the heirs. Okay. And that's bad because you only play as one of those heirs. <laughs> so you can get yeah. into a point where... Like the first time this happened, suddenly my empire is like cut in half, and mm. like my brother owns a new empire that is like his, like like his now you know, he inherited it. Yeah. So it's like shit. I gotta go to war with them to get it back. <laughs> so I think I had to keep doing this and like, but but if you can get to um like a higher tier, so you can be an emperor, and then that means that. Um, when it's divvied up, when you're it's still in divvied up, you still get you become mm-hmm. emperor, and then it's divvied up. The kingdoms are divvied up below right. below you, so you still you're in, you're the boss of the yeah, kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the boss of the kings. So I was I was aiming to get to that point so I could like not worry about succession yep. anymore. Yep. Yep. Got to that point, and I was like, great. Now now my next thing is like I need to upgrade my religion. I need to reform my religion <laughs> so I can actually <laughs> progress in technology because I'm stuck <laughs> in like this tribal period. <laughs> And and your religion is holding you back. My religion now is holding me back. Wow, um, because I'm like, you know, Viking religion, so it's all like Thor hey, and stuff. The like, Vikings you know, were like technologically super advanced well, for their time. Well, I'm I've basically <laughs> dominated uh, a huge like England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Yeah, got all classic that. Viking move. Cla- classic Viking move. <laughs> got I started off in Iceland, and then I've got like some parts of like Scandinavia uh-huh. as well, all under my empire. But I have to basically, I, 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 what I did was like I, I trained up my next heir uh-huh. to specifically be um, like a religious leader. Okay. Because I need tons of religious points. <laughs> I need tons of religious points to be able to reform my religion. Yeah. And then I can finally like start progressing in technology again because I can upgrade oh to like the medieval yeah. era or whatever. But it was like, it, it was literally like a whole. Like it's a generation. I'm planning this out a generation yeah. ahead because yeah. I, I have I have an heir. I, I get an heir, and he's just born naturally good in like this thing that will boost religion. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to train him 
as a religious person. So I got like the the priest of uh, like the head priest to yeah. to basically yeah. like you made him a cult leader. Yeah, yeah, to, to <laughs> train nice. him up and stuff. And now that he's king, he's got. Imagine if um if actual world leaders were this forward looking. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, no. As opposed to <laughs> just, just we have do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you just, can only really have that if you've got the. It passing down to yeah. the, the yeah, succession yeah. thing. You know sad is the closest thing we have to that is probably North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not as bad so well. So, but yeah, uh, I haven't. That's not that even the game you're you were going to talk that's about. Not even the game I was You've talking been about. I haven't even played that game in like months. Um, yeah. But I do want to get back to it because that's where I left it off. Was okay. Like, I've I've just become the religious king. Yeah. And so I'm like on my mission to to reform my religion but stellaris and elden ring but anyway yeah i i, I took a break from uh i took a break from elden, elden ring. ring and played yeah. a bit of stellaris there's there's nothing really great and new about stellaris it's it's you still, heard it here first it's folks. still the <laughs> same it's still the same thing except like they have a load of they have other um like events that can happen and and things like that that um they would have been the thing is there's things that i find that i think is new yeah, and then I'll find out it was added like last year in, yeah. in, a, in yeah. a DLC. Yeah. 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 You know? So there's 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 that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but I also downloaded just today a um, early access game, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called it's called War Tales. And Blake, <laughs> Blake, don't hang on, don't even start talking about the game yet. I just do you. <laughs> Do you just not like fun? <laughs> is it? Do you do you just want to be frustrated Look, when you're playing something? Do you do you want to struggle against bugs and low content and so, like wait? Do you love waiting <laughs> and like being disappointed a year and a half later when the thing is meant to come out and it doesn't? How frequently do you actually post feedback on the? I never do. <laughs> yeah. So then again, what what is the point of this? What is the? Why do you do this to it yourself? Looks done enough. Like you, you played Battle Lords, and that was like early access. I played Battle Lords because I know Mountain Blade is fantastic. Yeah, and like I, uh, I want to support those guys specifically. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I know that I'm going to enjoy that game. Yeah, and when it is coming out, when it does come out, I'll probably play it again. Like, this yeah, is, will like, you though? Yeah, probably. I yeah. had a really good time with the early access. Yeah. I, I put like eighty plus hours into that. I think. Yeah, me too. I was thinking about that the other day because like this new game I bought is similar. Is it as complete as as Battle Lords? I don't. I do not know yet because I've only played like two hours of it. Maybe uh-huh. um, yeah. it looks nice. Okay, it looks real nice. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Blake! It reminds me. So the thing is, it 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 reminds me a lot of Banner Lords. So you start you start off you're a band of basically mercenaries. Yep, and you but- roam around a map just like in Banner Lords. Yep, getting into fights and also there's like quests and NPCs that you can talk to. And like you're describing every game so far, yeah. Okay. Is it like top down it's, or is it's, it so it's like first it, person? It's like the is there an, is there an overworld? Then you go into a battle screen kind of thing. Yes. Okay. So it's it it's is like, like battle lords. Like it's battle. like battle lords, but the battles are um, not real time, so they're not those like massive battles. They're they're turn based tactical. Oh no, that's way worse. That's <laughs> great, oh. <laughs> and it's it's more for a it. This is more of a smaller scale i i think of it as more of a smaller scale banner lords where you know banner lords you can get these giant armies right uh-huh. this is a more personal one where it's like you've got your troop of guys and you're kidding them all out with gear and stuff like that it's like, it's medieval xcom 
Yeah, it is like medieval XCOM. <laughs> and XCOM's a great game. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know but what It's a great game when it's released. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play the XCOM beta. <laughs> but, um, dude, I, I yeah, this came out a few months ago, maybe even a year ago. Um, and I'm like, it's been on my like wish list for ages. Like I've got so many, I've got so many early access games on my wish list that I check in every once in a while and be like, oh man, it's still early access. And this time I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get it. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to tell you more next time if it was actually worth it. You, you bought the game I'm working on, so I did. I can't be too. Crazy. I know. <laughs> Early access games, you, you didn't man. play much of what it, a, though. What are you talking about? I played heaps of it. <laughs> did you? Well, I think I did. We didn't. Dis- we haven't discussed it much. No, we'll I, I mean it's time. up to you. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, uh, since you work on it. Uh, Maybe it's all like oh NDA or something that you don't want to say too much. Do I people know I, this? Do, do the listeners know where know. you're working now? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Won't we? Won't we? Okay, sure. I work. I work at a uh, for a developer called Playside, uh, based in Melbourne. Uh, mostly did mobile titles, but uh, recently put out a game called well, that's in early access. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called Age of Darkness, uh, which is a survival RTS, and uh, I'm working on that. Yeah, I joined. I started started this year, um, and uh, New Hero was released not too long ago. Yep, Vizargo. Yep, and there's there's just a ton of stuff coming down the pipe. It's um, cool. Some very I, exciting stuff that I can't talk about. Yeah, I really like it. Um, your game, uh, the music by Camille. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I think I have mentioned this before, but yeah, he's, he's, he does good music. Um, Paul, what have you been playing? Uh so it came out like last Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Revita or Revita, mm-hmm. like Revital, but without the L. Okay. Um, it's a roguelite platformer shooting game, I guess. Okay. With like, did you ever play like Into the Gungeon? Uh, no, but I know about it. So it's kind of yeah. similar to that, but a platformer. Is that kind of similar where there's to... a gun that shoots guns? That's Into the Gungeon. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a great game too. Yeah. Um, but this is... You just go through room after room and a bunch of enemies will spawn. You've got to kill them all. You've got to get to the end of the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, is it top? Is it? Is it's it a side, platformer. Okay, so side-scroller? Side yep. Nice. Uh, except you don't do much like side-scrolling because it's just rooms that spawn. Right. And okay. the enemies will spawn. You've got to yeah. like... Oh, you're just in the room until the enemies are dead and then you move on. Yeah, because you just go through like uh, these elevators through room to room. Oh, okay. Right, structurally more like um, uh, Binding of Isaac. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what a friend of mine said. Mm -hmm. But it's really good. Um, What makes it so good? What sets this apart? They have like absolutely nailed the risk versus reward thing. Okay. Because all of the, you get these relics, um, which will modify your weapon or modify your health or your armor or something in some yep. way. But to buy any of them, you've got to pay in health. Right. Yeah. And yep. when you get through to the end of the level, you go into like this uh, subway kind of thing and there's a dude in it that'll upgrade them in exchange for maximum health. Oh, So okay. the whole time you're just juggling like mm. whether you've got enough damage, enough survivability. Yeah. 
and it is really really upgrades? yeah okay so you you can recover some of what you're yep. basically health is your main currency yeah there's one other one as well which is keys which you use to open doors mm-hmm. and that creates like this other interesting thing where you know you're going to go through this door and it will cost you a key which yep. you don't have a lot of yeah to pay health which you might not have a lot of yeah but you've got to pay that key to find out whether you want to even right. pay the health in the first yeah. place. <laughs> and it is just like... Have you played The Binding of Isaac? No. I must, I just haven't gone and played it. Yeah. But. I think you'd enjoy it just based yeah. on what you're describing because they, they have similar mechanics. There is, um, There are mechanics that cost health and mechanics that cost uh, max health. Yeah. And, uh, and keys that hide what's on the other side of a door so you don't really know what yeah you're this sounds a, very similar yeah. but the gameplay in this is a lot more like into the gungeon yeah where... which sounds more fun to me than, than binding of isaac. yeah <laughs> i i play quite a bit of binding of isaac but uh the gameplay it was never the game for the gameplay the gameplay yeah. itself is pretty pretty simplistic you would probably like this then it, it is i've Picked it up and sort of immediately knew that I liked it. Mm, wow. It's like that sort of eight bit style and Rewrite just that. charming. Okay, where did you hear about it? Because I've never heard about this. Popped up on YouTube. I just get like there's with this this one guy that I watched one YouTube video of, and he just keeps popping up with like some random game I haven't heard of. Who's this guy? <laughs> Shout out to this guy, who I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, it's we'll... the same person that I saw uh, playing auto- Super Auto Pets. Yeah. Oh Interesting. wow. <laughs> Interesting. Are you subscribed to him? No. <laughs> just just keeps popping up and recommended. But I did watch Maybe him. Maybe you bo- should. He's two for two. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch him playing something else earlier today too, which was um, Backpack Hero. Backpack. Hero. I haven't played it yet, Backpack but Hero. Have it I sounds familiar. That? Yeah, that does sound familiar. So it's a, an inventory management roguelike. Uh huh. <laughs> Interesting. And like all, all of the items will have some mechanic where, you know, you might have like a chest armor and it'll be like adjacent things. Yeah. Um, we'll get like plus one block or something. Uh-huh. I haven't actually played it yet. I watched mm. like literally before I came here, it just popped up on YouTube and I watched yeah. it. Wow. So is it that you've basically, you're in managing an inventory and then like separately there's a screen of things playing out? Uh, so you will go, it's got like a maze. Yeah. Um. You got to go. You'll like pick a room. You have to do a battle. You'll get rewards. Yeah. The rewards you've got to try and fit into your inventory to gotcha. plan for the next thing. The combat yeah. was all turn based. But are you in control of the combat? Yes. Okay. But turn based, and you just sort of click things in your inventory to get them to happen. Gotcha. Um. Because I played Ro- uh, Loop Hero. Have you played Loop Hero? No. Um. I've discussed it on the podcast previously, but it is a um. How best to describe this? It has some roguelite elements, um, but you there's it basically a create a level is a track, and your hero sort of makes its way around the track, and there are elements that appear, um, that start on the track, uh, and you place more elements around the track. Oh, interesting. Um, and the elements usually make the track more difficult. Like for example, you'll put like forest, and um, it means that like if every so often. Monsters will spawn from that forest and start roaming the track, and your yep. guy will fight the monsters and get experience and items, um, and get stronger. So you're you're weighing up making the track more difficult so your guy gets stronger because eventually you'll have to fight a boss, mm. versus um, just making sure that your guy doesn't get killed. Yeah, and certain combinations of adjacencies will cause 
like these track tiles to transform. Um, and so you're, you're sort of planning ahead about where you're going to place things, but some of these elements are randomized. So you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and there's waitings for things. And that sounds pretty cool as well. Loot. Um, it's, it's pretty simplistic, but, uh, the complexity ramps up over time. Hmm. Uh, and you unlock more cards, and it's like a little village building sim at, in between levels as well. <laughs> um, but that's not, not as complicated as it sounds. It's, uh, you're collecting resources the entire time, basically. Um, yeah. But that's uh, uh, that's what it kind of reminds me of by the sounds of things. In, in, insofar as um, the action is kind of detached from well, what you're doing is kind of detached from directly the action a little bit. Although yours is more direct. You you control combat. You control yeah movement. Everything in Loop Hero is kind of automated in that sense. Yeah. See, this was like you also don't know what you're about to fight when you're doing all the inventory, inventory right. and stuff. Okay. That was the juggling, uh, trying to manage the rewards you got from the previous fight. Yeah. Before you go into the next one. And... Interesting. But it's interesting that you don't know what you're going to face because how are you playing around that? I guess. Yeah, so from what I've seen, you've got to go pretty... Conservative? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, And this is... Uh, is this one you want to pick up? Or is this something you're... You I don't know. Interesting. It did look like a lot of... Uh, time spent sort of reading the items and stuff. And I mm-hmm. kind of do prefer the ones that are more action. Yeah, like Revita. Yeah. That is very much like Rome spawns. You kill all the things. and How many hours would you say you've put into Revita so far? Uh, maybe like 15 across last weekend and this weekend. That's, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I played it like for, for, as a adults. lot last weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a solid amount of time. Yeah. 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 Um, and I even started playing it on Switch. Hurt my thumb. Oh, I was like, no. oh shit, I can't yeah. play this game anymore. <laughs> and ended up buying it on PC and starting over. Oh, oh wow. Just because like oh, I wanted wow. to play it. Yeah. For listeners, uh Paul has a as a an arm brace on. Um it's just a wrist. He's he's badly crippled. He's <laughs> uh, got uh, his whole arm he's is got Nintendo is thumb purple. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely partially Nintendo. Nintendo thumb, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that, was that a thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nintendo thumb, yeah. You get a sore thumb from well really it's just like any console. But back in the day, it was. I'm pretty mm. sure it was called Nintendo Thumb. Uh, my, I don't think this is an official term, but um, uh, back in the day, my friend used to get Mario Party Palm. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, because he's, he's palming really, the he's palming the, the joystick yeah, on yeah. Nintendo 64, yep. and uh, would tear I used to, literally tear the skin off his palm. I used to do oh, that that's as horrible. Well for like, like um. 1080 snowboarding. I used to 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 get the like spins around. I had to like <laughs> palm the the the. No, you didn't. Around. Pretty sure you did. Well, there was there was some. Well, there game. was definitely easier ways to do it. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe you not when I was. I didn't know of them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I've I've definitely done that for games on Nintendo 64 though, for sure. <laughs> and I'd I'd have it'll be like one of those things where it's like I have my friends around for a weekend. And like we'll be, we'll rent the Nintendo, we'll be playing that, and at the end of the weekend, felt like basically a blister on the yeah. palm of yep. my hand from yep. doing uh, that. It's a horrible place to have a blister. I know, so. it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, 
especially as a teenager, it causes some questions. Well, I wasn't. I was not quite a teenager by that yeah. point, so it was. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was always Mario Party in that case, or, yeah. or I guess in your case, 1080. 1080. I'm sure it was 1080 snowboarding. I was doing that. That was a fun game. That was great. Did, did they ever make a sequel? No. They had. Um, I remember they had like a Metal Man that you could unlock in that game. Yeah. Real weird. I really like that game. Yeah, I like. I mean, Nintendo, that whole era of Nintendo sports games. Wave mm. Race, another yep. good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that, dude, that's a huge endorsement for this game that you bought it twice. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you crippled yourself playing it. <laughs> yeah. the first time. <laughs> it, yeah. it wasn't entirely just the playing it that messed my thumb up, <laughs> to be fair, but it definitely started the problem. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you doubled down. Yeah. <laughs> but it is like. It, how much was it? It was like 30 bucks, maybe, if that. Mm. And and that's New Zealand. Yep. Um, mm. And it's just really well made. There's lots of little secrets and stuff, and you start unlocking more secrets the further you get through it, because it that's the roguelike side yeah. of it. Um, is there a story? Yeah. Um, is, it, is it a... like Roguelikes tend to... Uh, kind of go either very hard on the story in the form of like um uh uh Hades where it's like the game functionally is about the story yeah. and, and about unlocking all these story elements uh, or very light on the story where it's just like here's a story framework I'd say it's definitely lighter but mm. there's the thing is like I, I kind of skip a bunch of the story stuff anyway but mm. um real pro the gamer bosses move. uh called like anger and depression oh and wow uh -huh. so like you're this guy going through you ride the subway um through and then you go through these levels and then you yeah. ride the subway and like each boss is like a An one of the like of i think i think they're based off the phases of grief um, or something mm, okay i don't so i don't know exactly somewhere yep bargaining is oh, one of yeah, them that does sound like <laughs> sentence Interesting. That's the last one, well, right? It's, yeah. yeah. That's the last <laughs> you got to beat acceptance. Yeah, and there's literally like the last boss. Sorry, for spoilers <laughs> for anyone. But cool. I mean, they're just boss names. I'm kind of, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, if I hadn't just bought a game myself, I'd probably look at buying this immediately, but I'll put it on the wish list. Um, I have been playing two games. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is Auto. Was it Super Auto Pets? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, so Paul had talked about this last podcast. Hmm. Uh, I was intrigued. I, I was mostly curious to see if it was like the kind of game I thought it was going to be. And was it? it? Yeah. Yes. It's like um, it's an auto battler. So uh, uh, the, the sort of uh, core mechanics of an auto battler are between rounds you're drafting a team, hmm. and then the rounds themselves play out. And the things that matter are your team composition and their arrangement. Yep. Um. And this is like the, probably the most simplified version of that I've seen, which is not to say that it's bad because uh, making something like that simplified is really difficult and they've done a really good job. Um, if you've played the Hearthstone equivalent, it's similar in arrangement, except um, things don't. It's in, in Super Auto Pets. The, f <laughs> the name is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the two the two uh, front pets are always the ones fighting, right? Yeah. Um, whereas in the Hearthstone equivalent, I think it just sequentially goes through each uh, player's cards uh, and then will loop back around, if, I, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, there's, uh, kind of, they've, they've taken away a, la a layer of complexity for super auto pets. And as results have like had to figure out how to put complexity elsewhere. And the way they've done that is through making the, the fact that they were basically single file, one of the core mechanics and, mm. and, and making things target positions and lines or trigger for, uh, in front or behind. Um, yeah, and it's it's fascinating. Um, so I was uh, I really enjoyed it. I I managed to get a ten win streak with I think it was a, um, like a food build. Food, what? <laughs> that sounds insane to someone who has no idea. What so this game was. so um, basically, like a lot of these games, they kind of have some some pre built like mechanics mm. that you could you should pursue. So one of them is like a pain mechanic where it's like. Every time uh, a pet takes damage, it'll trigger an effect. Okay. Um, for example, one of them, I think the elephant, whenever it takes damage, it deals damage behind it. Or maybe it's whenever when it, it attacks. Whenever it attacks, it deals damage oh. behind it. Uh, and the blowfish, whenever it takes damage, pufferfish, whatever. Pufferfish. Uh, whenever it takes damage, it will deal two damage to a random enemy. Mm. And so you put your elephant in front of your pufferfish. Mm -hmm. Whenever the elephant attacks, it deals damage to the pufferfish, and the pufferfish deals damage to an enemy. Oh, yep. Uh, and you can... Put, or you can put a kangaroo there. I think maybe it's not a kangaroo. There's um, there's a, a an animal that when it takes damage buffs the creature behind it. Hmm. Camel. It might be a camel. Camel. Yeah. yeah. So like you, that's that's a build you can pursue. It's like hmm. intentionally causing damage to yep. or allowing your allies to take damage. There's a <laughs> hilarious variation of that where you have like a bunch of hedgehogs that when they die deal two damage Explode. to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got a few of them, they'll kill each other. Yeah. And, and then you just have board. like one pufferfish and one camel, and the camel just keeps buffing the yeah, pufferfish. Yeah, interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but the the build that I went on is is there's a there's a separate mechanic which is something that um the Hearthstone equivalent doesn't have, which is in, in Hearthstone you're always buying cards basically, yeah. and you can reroll which cards are available to you. In this, you're you're buying pets, but if you don't want to buy any of the pets, you you can also buy food. Um, and the food costs the same as a pet, but it's like a buff. Yep. Um, and it buffs one of the pets on the board. All right. I'm just going to close the window behind me. Okay. Um, so the uh, food build is all about pets that trigger when they are fed, basically. Yeah. Um, and so some of them will get extra buffs, or some of them will buff other pets that are fed. Uh, and uh, some of them will just, like, increase the effects of the food. And so I just basically made a team that was like all about getting fed mm. and just started feeding. It's so on brand as well. <laughs> are you, what are you saying? You love food. You've, you've admitted That's, it. It's on are recording. You, are, you, are you calling me fat? <laughs> no, I'm saying you love food. Yeah, I do love food. I have, reco also, I have multiple recordings. I'm pretty chubby now. Um, it, I do. I love we food. We did two food podcasts. <laughs> I think we might have done three. Three? Holy hell. Um, we should do more. We should do more. Lunch, eat flavor, mm -hmm. Google it, mm -hmm. and then let us know what you find because I haven't Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Anyway, I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't bought any of the, the. I haven't bought the bonus pack of creatures yet. It's in beta yeah. right now, isn't it? The bonus one. The whole game, as far as I could tell. I don't know. I just saw it. Uh, I just looked for it in the Play Store. And... Yeah. Bought it and uh, no, you got the free version first. I did end up buying the. Um, but then you stopped using it. <laughs> right? I, I did play the uh, expansion for a little bit. Yeah, and then you but went back the to the base. Is, and came. Like, I already put like twenty hours probably into that game. Like, oh, yeah, they should have money for yeah that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Um, uh, so I might play it a little bit more, but uh, I was I was just keen to check it out. Um, yeah. Fun little game. Uh, the other one I just bought, uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Oh yeah, edition. Um, which, uh, if you haven't played the Stanley Parable, then the less said the better, really. Yeah. Um, you absolutely should go and and try it. Yeah. You should, I think, even if you if you have played the Stanley Parable, you should absolutely get Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. It's um, fantastic, and also the less said about it, the better. Yeah, <laughs> I I know. It's, yeah, like I I've not played it. I've heard about it from you on this podcast. Stanley Parable. Yep, we talked you about have, it. You haven't played I've it. Never played it. Get the Ultra Deluxe Edition. Yeah, oh, I I saw it the other night and was like, oh, I should I should, you should get, get it. And then you didn't get it. I so didn't. Got, I didn't get got, it, but only because I was like, oh, has it got VR? Because I think that would be cool in VR. And, and does it? No, it doesn't seem to. Then, Do you have VR? So I, yeah. Yeah. Just get it. Yeah, maybe just, I'll just get it. Just get it right now. Yeah. Stop was, the podcast. I, get it. I was just I was, <laughs> I was just looking for something that I was like desperate to play on a VR. <laughs> yeah. Justify yeah. my purchase. <laughs> um, I'm very curious how, what that first player experience yep. for Stanley Parable is because one of the things they ask you at the start of the game is, have you played the Stanley Parable? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, wow, and okay. Uh, I think what that does is slightly accelerate your you to the new content. Yep. Um, so I'm curious how mm. soon they funnel you to that new content if you All just right. like, yeah, yeah. haven't played Stanley Parable. Actually, yeah. I will play this and then... Maybe we can have a spoiler, spoiler podcast cast. next week, yeah. and um, we can I can t- talk about it, and you can tell me what the new stuff is because I it's know. pretty it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I will spoil this. There's a door that says new content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's pretty obvious then. <laughs> um, Paul, do you reckon this is something you'd want to pick up? It's on the Switch. Um, uh, maybe I'm quite caught up with. Ravita. Yeah. Also, also uh, Paul cannot use the Switch right now. So, yeah. This is true. So it's also on PC. <laughs> it's also on PC. Uh, the only reason I mention it is because I'd love to have a big conversation for anyone spoiler cast yeah. about uh, Sandy we, we should do it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Okay. I yeah. could probably get it. You may, you may just have to plug your ears that entire podcast, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really good. There's uh, some, it takes some fantastic, interesting directions. Uh, I, right. I can't say yeah. too much about it. Yeah. Um, buckets of content. That's great. It came out. When did it come out? Is it almost ten years ago? Twenty thirteen, I believe. Yeah. It's almost ten years yeah. ago. That's insane. Yeah. Um. They also clever bastards. So they uh, <laughs> the whole game is about employee four two seven. Yeah. Stanley. Um. And then they launched it on twenty seventh of April. Uh-huh. Four <laughs> slash two seven. Yeah. Ugh, clever bastards. Clever. Yeah. Um. Really, really enjoying it. So, has there been any other updates to that between like 2013 and now? No. So, they've just been slowly chipping away at this thing in the background. That's a bunch of new content. I well, so that the I think the studio or at least the writer um, have they've made other games in the meantime. Okay. Um, and I'm not fully sure of the background as to why they went and did deluxe edition, mm. but they kind of cover part of that within the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh my god it's a it's a it's a very interesting game hmm. um and i think even as, especially as game developers all three of us are game developers there are definitely elements of this you will look at and go wow, <laughs> wow okay. um, this is great i'm i'm keen for this yeah i i don't i really don't want to say anything that i'll spoil it <laughs> and it's which makes it very hard to discuss 
Oh, well, we're just going to have to do a spoiler cast next time. That's it. Yep. That's what we'll do. I'm excited. Yep. Uh, I've only played it a little bit of it as well. Like, I, Oh, really? I mean, I've played probably an hour or two. Okay. Um, it's not like a, it's not, you're, this is not a game you're going to sink hours, like hundreds of hours into. I get it. Yeah. It's a story driven game. Yeah. I like those smaller games. Like, remember when we all played Firewatch? Yeah. This I thought is, that was good. It was, and it was like a four or five hour game. Yeah. And this we, is closer yeah. to Firewatch than, than That's like, cool. yeah. Um, a, a bad early access game that you're going to normally play. <laughs> that'll uh, yeah i'm not saying that uh that, we don't know if that's bad that yet war, is it warrior tales war tales war tales yeah i'm it not saying good i'm not saying war tales I is think, bad i think it's gonna be good i'm just saying that uh the last early access game i played was good what was that um age of darkness <laughs> well thanks blake <laughs> uh what about before that uh, I don't remember. I went off. I went off them after your criticism, and I've. You I've, said you went off them, but I'm pretty sure after you said you went off them, you bought like three more. Yeah, like, but that's between... me restraining myself. That's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. Hey Blake, did you know games come out sometimes? <laughs> no, some early access games don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is is you can go and you can buy a complete game, like a, a game that that as the developers have said, yeah, we're done with this. Here you go. There's games I put on my wish. There's early access games I put on my wish list like four or five years ago, and they're still oh not God, out. God, Blake. Yeah. Name one. Name and shame time. Let's do name it. Name and shame. Um, there's this one. Oh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's uh, <laughs> it's about uh, it's a it's a it's a city builder, but all all the denizens are like little pig guys. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft? No. And I was like, that looks. And I was like, that looks pretty neat. That looks like a funny little neat game. Uh huh. Um, still not out. Uh, you you started playing. Um, there was a. I mean, there's so many early access games that you've played over the years. There's like a survival game with ships. You started playing it after the Funcom survival game. With oh yeah 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 uh that was look that was not. That was um yeah it was called Atlas uh-huh. and it was the jankiest piece of jank I'd ever played uh-huh. and that was out on the recommendation of somebody else who was playing the entire time yeah. we were playing uh, Conan and any time we played Sea of Thieves yeah. he was always saying this Atlas this is, Atlas is so much better you can do so much more stuff in Atlas and it's like yes technically you can but it's Around incredibly janky <laughs> it's insanely janky that's the one where we were sitting on the beach trying to build a boat. And uh, Noah's Ark pulled up because <laughs> this giant boat, this this player with a yeah. giant boat pulled up, and he had all these animals, in it, <laughs> and there was a giraffe as well. <laughs> like, there's a giraffe's That's head was kind like, of amazing, out of amazing. It. Yeah, and then he hops on his giraffe and rides over to us. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> Said floods coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, get a play better games, Blake. Yeah. I'll- I'll play, play, Stanley uh, I'll play Stanley Parable. Um, I, I bought. Did I tell you I bought Civ Six on phone? No. What? Yeah. Holy <laughs> heck! Did you know that Civ Six is on phone? No. Yeah, you can buy Civ Six on your phone for like eight dollars. Wait, is Civ Six? Which one's the latest one? Six. Is it six? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's That's the one, crazy. The, you should know because you spent, I think, a thousand turns doing nothing in it. What do you mean? That's you turned off. We turned off wind conditions. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. doing, I'm not doing nothing. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing something. It's because I like. Oh man, I don't want to get into like that whole like thing again. Paul, what do you think about win conditions in games? Necessary or unnecessary? It depends on the game. 
I think for the most part necessary. Mm. What about in a what about specifically in a civilization game? <laughs> Probably necessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Even if it's just like a notification that you've effectively won yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's what what makes it especially annoying? What Blake's weird habit here um, is you even with wind conditions turned on, you can keep playing when someone's won. Yeah, you just turn them off anyway. They just turn them all off anyway. <laughs> so it's just not all. It's I mean, just they, completely they taken out. They they exist, right? It's just you don't get the pop up that basically says hey, you just you, don't want to know that you're done. Yeah, yeah. I just want to keep going until I feel <laughs> I'm done. I I am the one that will say when I'm done. <laughs> Can you lose? Yeah, but only if you're conquered. Uh, yeah. So what happened? But and, and if you conquer everybody else, game just keeps going. Really? Yeah. It would. <laughs> Probably. I've never done that. That's when you start your succession and Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also like there's a the the main win condition or the I guess like for these kind of games, maybe yeah, even yeah, these civilization building games and like uh Crusader Kings, um the the win condition I actually don't like the most is just the time runs out. Okay. You know? Sure. Um so, definitely, so increasing turn limits, sure, I get that. Yeah, yeah, get and that. and like Crusader Kings has like a limit of like it's it's between I don't know I think it's like a thousand years or something like that. Yeah. But part of me is like, oh man, what what if I want to go longer? Now I've got a question for you. Yeah. Stellaris. Here's a here's a here's an interesting <laughs> thing. Uh, so in Stellaris, you can like uh, jack up the like the time um, when the uh, when the, the crisis happens, the crisis happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, you can have like an a, a, a jack up the time to the end game. Yeah. Before the end game thing starts, and then you can jack up the time to like the mid game crisis, and you jack up the time to like the end game crisis. I tried once where I just put all those to max. Yeah. Um, I was I'd played for like two, maybe three weeks, and I hadn't gotten to the end game <laughs> crisis yet, and I was like, ah, oh, this was definitely a mistake. And I looked at like what time I'd set, and I was still. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years away from the end game crisis <laughs> and, you, and this is before you decided Civ six let's turn off all the no aliens. this was this was after okay yeah you yeah. hadn't learned your lesson Civ, Civ six, <laughs> the main thing like we talked about this like the main thing i actually don't like about um civilization games is when they show you your ranking um and yes, how far you yes, are yes, away yes, yes, from yes. from like yeah. any one of these um, wind condition. So if you like, uh, you know, you'll see, right. you'll see like the religious wind condition, and you'll see which civilization yeah, is winning to it. I just, I don't like that. And I did have a mod where those just got hidden, hidden. completely, mm-hmm. and and so it was completely fine then. Yeah, like I don't mind having don't... those wind conditions as long Here's as I thing. can't see them. Yeah. It wasn't that they they were being shown to you all the time. It's you were looking for them. All well, they're the time. there. <laughs> they're there. Yeah, yeah. There's so a it's, button. That it's, literally, a, it's a willpower issue yeah. here. Um, now, this is uh, on phone. They have the same thing where you can click and you can see. Yeah. What I found interesting about Civ 6 is wind conditions, um, they're not, the progress is not linear. Yeah. It's all, it's uh, for almost everything, it's weighted against every other faction. So it's like, if you want to win a cultural victory, yeah. you have to have so many more tourists than, yeah. like so many more international tourists than, than your enemies have well, cool. domestic tourists. Yeah. So even when you're looking at that, Wind condition screen, you don't actually know. 
people sh- don't show it. Just don't have it. I don't like it. So do you not like it because then you start working towards yes. those? Or it makes me, it makes me go, oh, I need, to, I need to work towards that. And then I'll see another win condition that's like um, technology or something. And mm. I'll be like, oh, I need to work towards that. It makes me feel like I have to be n- number one in all of them. Yeah. You just got to be number one in one of them. I know, but... I feel like I have to be number one in all of them. By the way, it turns out I I'm not I couldn't be number one in any of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, turns out I'm not good Damn. at Civ Six, at least at the default uh, difficulty. Did um did we ever talk about uh what what's that new game? Humanity, humankind, humankind. Did we ever talk about that game? No. Um, it's made by the um the endless uh endless space guys. I'm not sure I know what endless space is. Endless Space, Endless Legend. Oh, is that the Endless Legend is the um the Fantasy Forex, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is a this is a basically their take on civilization. Like it's a human based one. It's it's very interesting to me that they've gone with they've gone from a fantasy civ to yeah. then, then they went to space civ and yeah. then they went civ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. They just, just did you play it? Yeah, yeah. I I played it quite a bit. It's um it's really it's it's really very interesting the way they've set up their civilizations. Mm-hmm. So you know, in civiliz like regular civilization, you pick you know the uh, no we I I think we did talk about this because I I was like um, Nebuchadnezzar or something like that and like yeah I think we did. That's very possible. Yeah. But any anyway, four hundred like, hundred forty nine episodes it, we've talked yeah, about maybe. a lot of stuff. Any, anyway, <laughs> I I I played through heaps of it and like. Um, the way you build up your civilization is that like you get you you eventually get to a point where you basically upgrade your civilization to the next sort of phase. Yeah. And then you're presented with a whole bunch of real world civilizations that yep. you can then choose to become. Yeah. Okay. Um and so you're but you also keep the benefits from the past civilization. Right. So you sort of like end up with this like an amalgam civilization. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. it's it's really like your own kind of thing. Um I played uh this is a 2006 maybe mm. um maybe even before that it was a game called um empire's dawn of the modern world oh yeah um which uh, was an rts yeah and it was sort of age of empires yeah esque except you would start that you would start off as like sort of a, a prehistory uh civilization and then you would hit the modern era mm. And you would make a a choice about who you were from that point on. Oh, so yeah. So you could yeah. start off as China. Yeah. But I don't think China had a modern era equivalent because modern era was specifically World War One and World War Two. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you would choose either like Germany or, or Korea. No, maybe Japan. I don't even think Japan. You start off as China and then become Japan. I don't think you become <laughs> Japan. I don't. I don't remember if Japan was even one of the factors. Huh. But I, it was like maybe it was U.S. or something. Yeah. Like that. But um. Uh, so I always thought that was kind of interesting that that sort of branch of, yeah. of cultures yeah. sounds like they've kind of done that, but you carry through those original. Yeah, it's really cool, and you can mm. you can choose to stick with your original culture as well, and you just get right. like some bonuses and yep. stuff. Yeah, but um, like it's very it's it's it seems much better to then just like pick one of the other civilizations mm. when you up- upgrade, and like each of those other civilizations uh, are sort of more geared towards different um like uh different stats like you know one is like uh you know romans are very militaristic yeah and there'll be another faction that's like heavy heavy on technology or something so if your past civilization that you originally picked was also heavy on technology you could then 
pick the next civilization that right, is also right, heavy into right. it. So you Double can down. follow that path instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you it you you are like changing civilizations as you go, and you sort of become. Eventually, you do become. Eventually, you're presented with modern countries like yep. Great Britain, America, sure. like all that. So that's what you end up as. But they've all got this like history of like all these other like civilizations like below them. Right. It's really cool. I really like it. Civ Six has something kind of similar, but maybe it's more surface level. But yeah. You you choose your type of government. Right. And the the more turns you stay as a type of government, you're building up a sort of persistent passive. Yeah. Effect that when you change your government that passive effect does it lingers oh, yeah. um and so you can really you can just stick with one type of government and yeah. build up this passive effect oh cool um that yeah over time yeah um so yeah it's quite it's interesting that i guess there's two developers attacking the same yeah. idea in different yeah. ways but kind of coming to a similar re results i guess uh, yeah <laughs> i guess so and yeah um yeah it's it's cool. I really like it. Um, I haven't played it in a while because, like, I felt like like they released it and I played it heaps. I think it must have been no, it was during lockdown, uh, because I remember I sent you an image of yeah. like a plague had one events pop up while you're playing, yeah. uh -huh. just like in you know Stellaris or, or whatever. Yes, stuff will pop this up. sounds familiar. Uh, a, a thing popped up where it's like uh, a plague has broken out in one of your cities. What do you want to do? <laughs> and one of them is like. Uh, just leave it alone. And the other one is like, lock down the city. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I actually, that, I, I tried both. Because uh -huh. like first first I did the lockdown and I was like, yeah, minimizes it and it eventually like goes away. And then the second, I played through it a second time and that same thing came up and I yeah. was like, let it run. And it just spread to some other cities. No way. Yeah, I know, crazy. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, it got worse and worse, but eventually it did like peter out. But <laughs> So you're the cause. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty much out of time. Yeah, we got a couple of questions. That yeah. I think are good um, up the top. Yeah. Well, we we read, we read one of these last week. Did we? No, sure. no. From WiggyWig? That's a follow up. Is it? Yep. Huh. Okay. Um. Well, this is from Tabs, saying, "Glad you're back so soon. Auto Pets is super good fun. Vampire Survivors is basically Path of Exile Auto Bomber Simulator. Also a good time." <laughs> Uh, another example of a PoE inspired game is Nova Drift. Mark Neon Spider mm. Mark Two has commented on it uh, on Reddit a few years back, saying how much he enjoyed it. The developer was quite upfront about it. Top down asteroid style game with tons of builds. It's well worth the play. That sounds cool. Mm. That does sound cool. I looked up. I I saw that message and I I looked it up on YouTube. And one of the first things I saw was like Ziggy D doing a video oh. of it <laughs> saying like this is the path of exile of uh, shooters. Of shooters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Wiggywig says, uh, thanks for the cast. Great fun. There's a lot of games with Path of Exile influence, some more delicate than others. There's at least one headhunter reference in Risk of Rain 1 and 2, I think. It kind of does not count, but, uh, just the other day, a dude made a custom programming language to simulate crafting in Path of Exile, so there's that. <laughs> I bet there's more. I'll post, when, post it once it comes to mind. Um, Carl, uh, friend of the podcast oh, and, yeah. and ex-POE dev, yeah. has actually sent me a bunch of, uh, references from other games. There's... Uh -huh. Yeah. There was one in Borderlands 2, I think. Really? Or Borderlands 3. Yeah. Um, there huh. was, it was uh, Tabula Rasa hmm. uh, one. Yeah. Risk of Rain, you sent me one. Um, there was a few others. I'm now... Oh, he's going he's gonna to kill me. <laughs> we could have written them down. We could have read them out. Um, I'll, you know what? Fill, fill the time. I'll, right. I'll try and find them. All right. Yeah, because this is kind of cool. Like, I do want to know. 
Mm. Um, I was honestly pretty stoked to see uh, some of the ones that popped up. Uh, Tabula rasa is like an actual thing, though, too, right? Tabula rasa like me a... is Latin for blank slate, I believe. Um, ah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Risk of Rain was the headhunter one. Um, there's uh, there's mechanics that are heavily inspired yeah. by uh, Poe. So um, there's one called Transcendence. I'm not sure which game this is, but it's um, it is uh, uh, Chaos Inoculation. Oh, you know, okay. the, yep. where you, huh. you set your energy, your health to one and you get yep. energy shield and you get immune to a thing. So yep. there's um, basically that, which is convert all health, uh, but one health, convert all but one health into regenerating shields, gain 50% maximum health. Mm. Um, what game is that? I'm not sure, but it is basically mm. a chaos inoculation. Yep. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is the one. He, there's yep. uh, ah, okay. Blank Slate is a legendary, uh, which it, <laughs> it requires at least 1,500 clicks. <laughs> and yep, um yep. <laughs> it is crangled which is uh oh, it's corrupted what is no that? it's crangled <laughs> Crank, crangled is a reference to corrupted <laughs> from our subreddit yeah oh from, what from, from the, from, no. the PO, from the poe subreddit I didn't someone, know that. someone made a joke about like it was like what does poe look like in 10 years or whatever and, and one of the things was like <laughs> this item is crangled or something <laughs> and oh um God, that's amazing that's so cool yeah really really great wow. reference because Ultimatum had like a bunch of crankled references. Wow. Um, Ultimatum. Well. Yeah, the, the league we did. Oh, uh, okay. Because um, that was all corrupting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Uh, Somebody did uh, write in about Tiny Tina references. I, I think I didn't put it on there, but um, yeah, they did mention that there was a few, uh, um, a few of them in Tiny Tina. This one, uh, I'm not sure which game this is, but it's uh, there's an item called Boots of the Vol Undersoul. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> um, which says, plus 10 to hit and run tactics for when the boss is just too strong. Huh? Oh, my God. Um, so there's, uh, yeah, there, there was were a few that he had sent me, um, which I uh, loved. So it's, it's crazy, dude. It's so crazy that. To see, like, the. the yeah. The cultural influence of POE yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you know, it's. We we worked in this little office and I know right in tiny New Zealand yeah. uh, and you kind of forget how big Peewee mm. yeah. is and how big the audience is and yeah. how long it's been around. So yeah. of course there's cultural references to it, but um, it's easy to forget that. I know. I still think of it as just like some little indie game, and then yeah. we do a thing like Exocon, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, it's people amazing. are coming internationally. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, those were lovely uh comments. Mm. Yeah. Um, keep those references coming. I want to see more if there's any more. That's yeah. really, really fun to see. Uh, we'll be back hopefully in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Blake. All right. Thank you. And thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, you can email friendseekquestions@gmail.com if you've got references, or you can just say Blake why. Just a classic. Well, I did just buy a new early yes, access. Perfect. So, <laughs> so uh, subject line should say Blake why. Do you do this to yourself? You can also send the same one like several times. Yes. <laughs> um, it's actually, the more times you send it, the better. I think yep. it says that's how we set up the email account, right? Yeah. Yeah. The more, the better. Yeah. More Perfect. Better. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening, guys. Love you. Bye. experiencing things through her eyes oh it absolutely must be, it must be great yeah i mean i do you think i as an adult uh, i'm gonna stand outside and blow bubbles for 10 minutes of my own accord
But if you see some bubbles, you might be like, wow, look at them bubbles. <laughs> no. Because I'm an adult. <laughs> it was a but, but now that I have a baby. Now you have an excuse. Now that I have a baby, when I do it, and it's through her eyes, it's like, she, like when she, I'm watching how much she's enjoying it, it's really, it's fun. Yeah. So. Uh, there, was a, there was a place, there was a store uh, at the top of Queen Street, at the intersection of K Road, that every once in a while, we'll just have a bubble machine. And the bubbles would like float yeah. really far down like Queen Street, and I'll just be walking up there and be like, "What? There's, there's like a bubble." Mm. <laughs> and then as I get closer, there's just like more, more and more and bubbles, more. Nice. and it's like, and you, I like, was like, like, "Wow, Baba, <laughs> Baba!" <laughs> How fucking great would it be if adults did that? Like reacted in the same way. Like, you see these bu- this bubble floating yeah. down, and then just bubbles! the entire street just sort of bubbles, yeah. and they'll start running. Well, you know how we can act like that? It's just get totally yeah. drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, babies are just drunk, yeah. drunk little humans. Have you seen those videos of like, they've set up, you know, bars and, and little little mini bars uh, and put a bunch of toddlers in there? No. And they are just, but they are just drunk adults. It's, I mean, it's true. It's amazing. I, I, I made the same observation not long after she was born. It's just everything. I, I feel like um, age is just. Um, sobering up in really slow motion. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teenagers' years are like the real hangover. Yeah, uh, yeah. I reckon I'm in the hangover. You reckon now. you're in the hangover? <laughs> yes, no. Well, no. I think I think right now I think I'm oh, in the The fifties when you start aching everywhere and like, oh yeah, that's the hangover yeah. No, years. that is definitely yeah. But you guys don't ache everywhere. Teen, 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 teenage years <laughs> are when you've had you're, you're tipsy and you're like yeah. Nah, you're, I think you're either feeling extra self-conscious or extra confident. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're onto something. <laughs> you write a paper about this. An academic paper. An academic yeah. Site <laughs> sources. Uh, I have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. And I'm being drunk. <laughs> Cite my source right there. <laughs> Go outside, nerd. <laughs> I heard I found out a new saying for like go outside nerd recently. Okay. Touch grass. <laughs> That's pretty good. Have you, ever, you guys heard that?